What is up, listeners? Welcome back to the Youngin Perspective Podcast. My name is Kevin. I am very excited to be here because this is the first episode of 2021. It is the new year, a new year of opportunities. What a time to be alive. So for anybody listening, I hope you're getting after it, not giving up on your goals already, hopefully. That are the New Year's resolutions or anything you have set out to do this year. You owe it to your future self to get it done. So I hope everybody's succeeding and doing very, very well with that. As for this podcast, guest appearances are going to start very, very soon. And I'm super excited to take this thing to the next level because I have some people lined up that have other perspectives from me, but we all kind of share a central theme of just wanting to get better, self-improvement, and wanting to spread our message as far as we can reach it. So if you're excited for that, Make sure to make this podcast part of your weekly routine. New episodes always on Sunday, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. But today we're talking about a very interesting topic that maybe seems kind of dark and grim initially, but I promise it will have a very important, profound impact on you if you listen all the way to the end. So make sure to do that. And like with every episode, make sure you just keep in mind that this is just my perspective and just my experiences that I am sharing with you, the perspective of an 18-year-old kid just trying to make it in the world. As always, if you want to have a conversation with me about anything in this podcast, any discussion at all, the best way to contact me is Instagram, Clarky underscore Kevin. Shoot me a DM. Let's have a conversation. Just say like, hey, Kevin, I saw this in the podcast, wanted to talk about XYZ and we can talk about it. I love doing that and learning what other people think and what they have to say. So let's get right into it. Today's episode is on finding solace of being alone. So finding solace of being alone, what does that exactly mean? Well, everybody knows what being alone is. We've all experienced it in our lives and some people embrace it and some people think it sucks and try to get away from it because when you're alone, you can't really hide anything from yourself. There are issues that everybody deals with and everybody has their own issues, different, big, small, that when you're alone, you are kind of forced to sit there and think about and those feelings kind of marinate inside you. So the title of this episode, Finding Solace, basically means finding comfort in yourself of being alone and having to sit with these feelings. And so I think a good example or a good place to start is my alone story. Now, growing up, I was always like a loud kid or an energetic kid because that was just in my nature. I was always the kid running around on the playground. I was into athletics growing up, so I always had a lot of energy and wanted to expend that energy. So I always thought of myself as an extrovert growing up because, for example, if the teacher was having us do a project and I didn't think the project was supposed to be done this way or you know, I had some kind of critique about anything, I usually would not hesitate to share. So I initially thought of myself as just that, an extrovert growing up because I was just not afraid to share my feelings. But those were very superficial thoughts. So if I thought something was dumb or not cool or, you know, this is boring, I wouldn't hesitate to share that. But in terms of like actual problems and feelings, that stuff was always buried so deep inside me that that never came out to anyone, which did some good and it also did some bad, which we will get into. But I think this is something that a lot of people can relate to. Have you like always had something you wanna talk about to either a significant other or a parent or a close friend and you just felt like whatever you had to say was going to burden them because obviously this person loves you, they want the best for you, but if you're gonna drop a bombshell on them, you know, you kind of get this feeling that, man, they don't really deserve to have to deal with my problems and so then you end up just burying it deep, but it low key kind of affects you in your daily life. So you start acting differently 
And so in the whole, again, relating back to the whole title of this, it's learning to be able to deal with that kind of stuff on your own, not needing external sources. Obviously sharing feelings is great, but it's a pretty unreasonable thing to think that, you know, you're going to want to share everything. Some things you just want to keep to yourself, but you still have to deal with them. And that's what I want to talk about today. So, like I said, growing up, I never really liked to share my feelings and I've always had to deal with this my entire life. And there was some spots where it was definitely rougher than others. And I would say that it probably kept dropping in terms of like, I would slip into more of like a a saddened state. I never want to say depressed because I know that's an actual like medical thing. And I don't want to say that I have experienced what I know some people have gone through. It was never really like a long depression where I was like feeling very sad and very low for long periods of time. There would be like a week here, two weeks there, a couple days here, but it was never like super drawn out depression because I was always able to find something or turn to something that would make me feel better or that I could get lost in and really improve on. But without getting into too much detail, the household I came from didn't really have a lot of feelings being shared. You know, maybe we would talk about how school went or the parents would talk about how work went. Or again, we would share like these superficial feelings of, you know, I don't think dinner tasted that good, but my family was never big on, you know, sitting down, hey, what's bothering you? So I kind of grew up with this perception that this is just how things were. You weren't supposed to share your feelings. They were something that you were meant to deal with on your own. And because as a kid, I was a little bit abrasive. I didn't have a lot of friends outside of, you know, the couple that I had from being a child, but that meant that I didn't really get a lot of outside opinions because when you're young, you're very impressionable and your friends have a huge impact on you. And if you don't have a lot of friends growing up, then that means that you're not really getting a lot of outside opinions besides what your parents push on you. Because naturally as a kid, you're going to think what your parents do is right or at least until you grow up and have enough outside opinions to think for yourself but growing up is when you're like 10 12 you know you don't really think about whether or not what your parents are saying might be true or not so i wanted to kind of touch on the idea of why being alone is so powerful at the end of the day we all have our own little struggles our own little insecurities that we have to deal with and some people don't want to have to sit down and think about that because when you're truly alone and you know maybe the parents are out of the house or you're all home alone or you're at a party or whatever and you're sitting in the corner you can be alone in a lot of different situations and and mentally when you're alone and you feel like you have no outward human interaction coming in to me is what i think of as alone so even if you're around people but you're not interacting with anyone that is alone and when you are alone you have to kind of sit with your own thoughts and you have to just let them cook inside your head and you're not really able to get an escape. So it allows you to kind of sit down and contemplate your choices, thinking about, you know, was that a good choice or was it not? Should I have done this differently or should I have done that? You know, what can I do moving forward that'll be better and put me in a better position to do what I wanna do? It'll also breed emotional toughness because when you have to sit there and just deal with something you've done or an action that you've made, you can think about really when you're in that position the next time what are you going to do differently and you can only take so much and one thing that i turned to was video games i got really into playing video games because that was an escape for myself of like not having to deal with these emotions and feelings and then eventually the parents were saying you know that's way too much video games you need to do something else and then that's where i got into fitness obsessively into fitness and i still am today and it kind of 
I'm fueled in different ways, but initially it started with, you know, just being an escape, being able to walk into the gym, not worry about anything else. And I think that this is like a huge thing that like damn near everybody gets into fitness for is because it's, it's not about impressing girls. It's literally about getting an escape and being able to shut your mind off for an hour to kind of get a break from being alone per se and having to sit with your own feelings. And unfortunately, some people turn to things like drugs, alcohol in order to get away from that. And there are two different ways of dealing with things, but you're going to become dependent on whatever you choose to kind of deal with your aloneness with because you're only going to be able to take so much before you need to get a break. And if you don't have that break, well, then that's how you kind of like launch into a depression and then really kind of just lose hope that things are ever going to get better. But what's my point with all this? Well, my point is, is I want you to embrace that alone time as I have for my entire life is you need to stop seeking validation from others you need to stop seeking comfort and getting away from those alone feelings because once you actually give yourself time to sit and marinate with those feelings you'll realize that you'll actually start to learn ways about something you can do about it you'll actually figure out that you'll think of these actions that you can do in your head and execute on them to deal with these feelings or these inadequacies or solve these insecurities or actually do what you want to do I want you to realize that it's totally okay to be alone. It's totally okay to be sad. You don't need to always be going out and do something. Just because your friends are doing something does not mean you need to do it too. Just because your family wants you to do something does not mean you have to do it. Now, what I'm not saying is to like totally block out all external sources of criticism. I talk heavily about not caring what other people think, but there's a difference between caring about what other people think and letting those things affect you and control your destiny being able to consider thoughts and feelings from other people and literally letting that drive the steering wheel are two entirely different things and it's a slippery slope one leading into the other but it's just very important that you learn to deal with these things so for example you could start meditating being able to control your body functions being able to feel your body being able to control your emotions and being able to kind of keep hold of your mind and not let your subconscious run crazy with all these different thoughts and it'll help you when you get into tense situations not jump to conclusions or not think the worst or be calm collected in stressful situations and i want to connect this to the idea of getting validations from other people and the fear of missing out otherwise known as fomo and i'll refer to it later in the episode as that because the fear of missing out just gets way too repetitive to say over and over again but when you don't have the ability to deal with your own kind of internal struggles and I say be able to deal with them, like just being able to cope with them and realize that if it's a decision you've made, you've made it, there's nothing you can do about it now. Or if you can do something about it, hey, look, you know, I, I've already put a plan in place. I'm working towards it and just not being able to stress about the things that are trying to control you or like your insecurities. But I want to relate this entire idea to the validation from others or the fear of missing out or as I'll call it in the rest of the episode, FOMO. Because when you don't have the ability to find solace of being alone, then you don't really have the ability to deal with your own problems. And when I say deal with them, I'm not saying shove them down deeper, keep the cork in that bottle and not do anything about it. I'm saying if you made a choice that you didn't like, either you've accepted that that is how it's going to be because you've already made that choice and it's in the past, it is water under the bridge, or you're putting a plan in place and you're taking the steps necessary to redeem yourself, fix that mistake, and understand that it can only go so fast, the process will take however long it's going to take, and not really stress about these kind of things. 
But if you don't have the ability to handle this on your own, you're going to look for external sources of comfort. It's human nature. So like I said before, either you might look to video games, lifting weights, drugs and alcohol, but I think a very underrated one, and it's like not noted for how dangerous and damaging it can be to somebody, is looking to others for validation. And a perfect example of this is if you're not really confident in your social skills or your dating game, you might be pushed to go on a date with somebody that you don't really care about or don't really have any feelings for just to get the validation that you're doing a good job or you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Or if your parents want you to do something, they really want you to get that job even though you hate that career path or they want you to get a degree in business even though you hate business. You do it anyway because you want your parents to be happy for you and you want to feel like they have your back even though if you decided to do something else, they would probably still have your back because you're their kid and it's kind of in their biology to love you and support you with whatever you're doing. Assuming you're not starting like a heroin business and you're not like chugging hundreds of kilos of drugs across the border, assuming you're not doing that, like your parents should be pretty supportive of what you're doing. And this all relates to the validation idea because you're letting others influence you. So a number one tip that I'll give you is look around in your life and see if you can trim down the number of friends you have and cut out the people that don't add anything to your life. You have to look at these relationships you have with other people and the energy you're giving out versus the energy you're giving back. If people are constantly ripping you down and trying to bring you down to their level because they're either insecure about what they're doing and they're not happy with what they're at or they just don't want to see you succeed, you really need to consider cutting these people out and getting rid of them because a famous saying is you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and this is so true. Surround yourself with people who are like-minded and want to achieve big things. They don't necessarily have to have the same political beliefs as you, the same religious beliefs as you, and actually I encourage you to not have friends that think the exact same way as you do in terms of those areas, but you want to surround yourself with people who are go-getters, achievers, and have big goals and actually want to achieve things. Just like just that mindset, maybe they have different goals or different beliefs, but just try to surround yourself with higher quality people who are really going to add something to your life and be able to level it up and want to see you succeed and actually want to help you succeed. But with all goals, there's going to come challenge. And how you face challenge is going to differ depending on what your goal is. But a big part of that is being able to have mental toughness. So what are some steps that you can take to increase your mental toughness, to be able to persevere through these challenges longer, to be able to push stronger through that dip and see it through to the other side? And the first thing I want to mention is I want you to do healthy stress relief, which means you're exercising and you're meditating. You're relieving your stress in a healthy manner that you can build on and practice upon for months and years to come. For example, if you're doing exercise, maybe you get blow off some steam by going on the treadmill or lifting some heavy weights or doing something that's healthy for you and is actually going to build confidence. Or you could meditate, being able to come one with yourself, control your breathing, control your body functions, control your thoughts, control your mind. That is another good way that you can progressively overload and get better at over time. So things I would say to not do, and everybody knows this, but yet people still fall into it, is do not rely on drugs, alcohol, sex, relationships. Do not rely on things that will not always be there or things that are damaging to you, obviously. Alcohol can become addictive. It can cause you to do things that you wish you didn't do, make bad decisions. It adds calories. It puts on weight. It changes your hormones. If you are reliant on drugs, it's illegal. It's expensive. If you're reliant on sex, it's not always going to be there. People, it's going to cause toxic relationships in your life. So 
you really want to be able to lean on healthy stress relief that is actually good for you and benefits you and that endorphin release is actually good the second thing i would tell you to do is to regularly challenge yourself don't get too comfortable with what you're doing make sure that you're you're testing the waters you're always pushing what you're capable of doing and you're not getting too comfortable in the situation that you're at because once you get too comfortable in whatever you're doing then you're going to be less likely to push farther and farther to get better and better this is the same idea when you're going into the gym trying to build bigger muscles. You have to challenge your muscles constantly in order for them to keep growing. It's the same exact thing with your mental toughness and your mental stabilities. You have to constantly be giving yourself new challenges in order to push these limits. So besides just the gym example where you're going and lifting more weights, you could be like, okay, today I'm going to approach two girls instead of just one. You know, you're trying to work on that self-confidence and building those social skills. Or today, maybe you're going to do yoga for 15 minutes instead of seven and a half. Or today, you're going to walk two miles instead of one. Or today, instead of studying maybe 20 minutes, you're going to study 40 minutes. Just always keep challenging yourself and do the mental challenges. So not necessarily like the physical stuff, which is great too, but make sure that you're, you're pushing these mental traits and the third thing I'd recommend you do is get outside your comfort zone. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Now, it's very similar to number two, which is regularly challenge yourself, but it's a little bit different because you're doing activities or trying new things with the idea of getting outside of your comfort zone and trying something new, whereas challenging yourself is doing something you're maybe very familiar with. You're just trying to do it better than last time. You're trying to improve your skills. You're trying to push the best that you can be, whereas Getting outside your comfort zone means you're trying a totally new area, but the reason I recommend you do this is because it builds comfortability with being uncomfortable. And once you develop that skill of being able to settle into that uncomfortableness, it's the same exact idea as finding solace in being alone because a lot of people when they're alone get uncomfortable. They don't like to sit with those thoughts inside their head. But the same exact thing, if you can get comfortable with that, that's when you really can grow and you can really meet these challenges head on. So when you're getting outside your comfort zone, yeah, you're not really challenging yourself. Well, maybe you are, but the more important thing is that you're experimenting with new cooking ideas, you're traveling to new places, you're meeting new people, you're trying new activities, you're searching for new careers, you're, you're searching, 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 and then eventually you're going to find the thing that you're passionate about and that you love and that could take you on a wildly different path than you ever could have imagined. And that's kind of the case with me. When I originally started my channel, I did not really think much of it, but eventually I just kept liking it and liking it. And I was like, hey, I want to get a camera. And then I got another piece of equipment and another piece of equipment. And now I have a home studio with a bunch of camera stuff always just laying around and it's just messy. But it took that experimentation for me to figure out what I want to do. And as of right now, I'm very passionate about getting better at videography and photography. So you just have to go out there and try new things. And that is going to wrap up today's episode. I know it was a bit of a short one, and I like to keep these conversations between 25 and 35 minutes, but this was really just an idea that I wanted to talk about because it was in my head, and I saw some examples of some friends that were going through the same thing, and I was thinking, you know, how have I avoided the kind of high school drama or the lot of conflicts that you have growing up as a young person? Well, that's because I've literally found solace in being alone my whole life. So I just wanted to share this with you. Hopefully you can take something from this. Hopefully you can learn from this. No, don't go cut out all your friends. Don't just sit in a corner. Don't just not socialize ever. But think about, rethink how you interact with your alone time and you interact with yourself and how you deal with those thoughts in your head that everybody has. Everybody's going through it. Even if somebody looks like their life is perfect, there are things that are not going how they would like. And it's just how do you deal with these kind of things and how do you conquer them and get better as a person? But once again, I hope everybody's 2021 has started off with flying colors. I know mine has gone decently well. Some things have not gone that well already, but 
I'm just way too positive at this point to let those things drag me down. This podcast, like I said before, is going to have guests coming on soon. So I'm super excited to add way more value to you guys. And those conversations will be like probably 45 minutes to an hour long. So I'm going to have a lot more content coming soon in the podcast. So if you could make this part of your daily routine, I would greatly appreciate that. Also, we are on Apple Podcasts now. So if you have an iPhone or you could somehow listen to Apple Podcasts and leave me a rating as well as a comment, I would greatly appreciate that as well to help spread the podcast to more and more people. As always, share it. Leave a like down below. DM me on Instagram if you have anything you want to talk to. My name is Sky and it was my pleasure to bring this podcast. And until next week, guys, get out there, get after it. Talk to you soon.